he's referred to as the man in the back of the room and introduced as the voice of God. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, given Tony and Grammy award-winning celebrities direction, and lectured scads of students. But as he likes to point out, the event entertainment expert you don't know, you don't know, Anthony Bellata. And Bellatified. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. And welcome back. Here it is, 2021. And this is Bolotified, the one and only podcast about event entertainment and engagement. And I'm Anthony Bolotta, here with my number one Bolotophile, Miss Alex Apostolidis. Happy New Year, Alex. Happy New Year. Woohoo! So tell me. Oh, thank God. Right? Well, hey, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine today and she said, yeah, it's 2021, but kind of still feels like 2020. And I yes. said, I know, I know, I know, but the end is near. <laughs> be careful how you say that, please. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know I really should be careful because then not to not to further uh, you know elongate the story, but just last night I was saying to D'Angelo that I thought that a certain number forty-five was perhaps the Antichrist because it come to that for me in my mind. Yes, it's not just you, and it's not just in your mind. It is a um, running thread through many many a mind. It must be right. I can't be alone in that no you are definitely not so let's talk about new year's eve 2020 what did you watch i watched the you know the Times square all that downplayed hoopla but it was fun i enjoyed it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. channels a little bit you know so you, it was, you, you say you surfed a little bit you said yeah we surfed a little bit i couldn't really tell we tried to remember what the other show was we were watching and then we went over to Times Square because that's what we really want. What I always want to watch. Mm. Well, you know? you know, there was so much to watch. I mean, there really was a potpourri of programming that night. NBC had, if I recall, Hoda and Jenna. Oh, I love that. What NBC had uh, something like it was like a goodbye. Oh, Escape from 2020 with Hoda and Jenna. I thought I missed of that. Of all the programming on New Year's Eve, it was an earlier programming. It was earlier programming, but it had a lot of heart. You know, there was there were a few performances on it, and uh, it just had a lot of heart. So it was really, it, w- it wasn't my first choice, and I don't normally go to that station first, but it it was, I think, the most heartfelt program. Anyway, sorry, I missed that. You, well, you know, there was so much of it. Uh, ABC had, you know, the Dick Clark. Mm-hmm. programming that it normally has and uh, of course rather than Dick Clark they had Ryan Seacrest and Ciara mm-hmm. and Billy Porter yes I, I I watched a lot of that because I love Billy Porter okay did you hear him sing uh, that Buffalo Springfield song uh, what's what's the name of that that song what's it all for something's <gasps> happening here what it is isn't Ain't exactly clear that song. Oh my God! His rendition. That we must have been surfing a little. Oh man, look it up. It was a really. I will. 
it was a really great performance, very powerful. And that song, for what it's worth, that's what that song's called, for what it's worth, Buffalo Springfield. Um, you know, it's not one that you hear, uh, you know, contemporary rendition of before. It's just nobody's ever right. picked it up and done it again, to my knowledge. So anything to me. Yeah, and you know, given what's happening, it's just it was the right message at at the right time, delivered by the right person, dressed mm-hmm. to the and nines. The, exactly. Oh my God, that yeah. coat. <sighs> yes. Yeah, the coat. The coats. He had a couple of them. He had a couple of them coats. They like somebody like me would just get engulfed in a coat like that, you know. And I don't have the head to carry it. It would be like. <laughs> Oh, where'd the head, where'd his head go? It's a big coat. Oh, yeah, there it is. You'd be like Beetlejuice at the end of the movie when his head shrinks down. Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or the guy in the waiting room of the hospital with the really tiny head, the, you know, the creature. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. when Beetlejuice's head shrinks down. Yeah. He put the potion on him and. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's, that's, that's me, exactly. (laughs) Me too, my Uh, friend. (laughs) You know, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a complex that I have. I should probably talk to my therapist about my SMS, my, my small head syndrome. Well, it's small SHS, yes. Yeah, SHS, yeah, that's why. SHS, yes. But what else did we have there? You know, did you watch any Fox? Fox had something too, uh, but, but I didn't really catch a lot of it. And it was a fundraiser of sorts as well. Uh, for I, as I, I recall, uh, I want to say it was for heroes, maybe or healthcare workers. Uh, so you didn't catch any of that, huh? Wait a minute. Was that who, who was hosting? That's, I wasn't paying attention to channels. I was just kind of, yeah, you're asking me too many questions about Fox. Cause I don't really watch that. I was in the often. kitchen cooking while, you know, the fam was surfing. So, so I can't really tell you much about it. Really. I don't, I really don't have a, a memory for who it was. I just remember they were doing the programming and I slipped onto it for like a few seconds and they had, they were doing a fundraiser. It was, it was, it was part of their, their, their whole uh, programming was a fundraiser. What comes to mind is more like JLo's performance at the end of the night on ABC, which was stellar. Woman is just everything. She's a goddess. You know, what's so beautiful about her. Okay. So then you know, she's so, she's just so versatile. She does that dynamic number. And then a few minutes later, she's there with her gorgeous mother and children and A-Rod. And, you know, they, they look like the most beautiful family, you know, yeah. and she, she, and her mother, you know, the, the way that she mothers her children and, you know, it just was just a great, it was great to see her in so many lights. You she know? seems like a genuinely kind person. I mean, obviously I don't know, but, uh, that's well, she was kind to D'Angelo backstage when yeah. she was uh, back there when we did Latitude 2019, mm-hmm. right? And she was there really uh, not to be on stage, but to support A-Rod, uh, who was on stage. And uh, it might have been 18. It was actually, it was and, 18. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2018. And uh and so she wasn't really scheduled to be on stage, but she came backstage and was waiting and was just very, uh, very, very gracious and very kind to those who were backstage working. 
and then came on stage unannounced and uh, she was invited on stage and again, wasn't paid, wasn't, you know, wasn't planned. And she came right out on stage and said a few words to the audience, but made it really clear that she was there to support him, that it was his thing, you know, in a kind, you know, way, loving way. Uh, and it, she was really, I don't, I don't get goose pimply at my age, but for some reason I felt her star power at the back of the room, you know, calling the shots. I was back there, like just totally immersed in her energy. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And, I bet. and her gorgeousness that is as real when you are five feet away two feet away as D'Angelo was pre-COVID, you know, as it is on TV, you know, she's exquisite. Mm -hmm. She really is. And you know what, to that point, I, I like to point out Mariah Carey because I don't know that we actually heard her sing. I don't recall hearing her perform. I We saw her special, uh, but she is 50. Wow. Or close to it. And nobody talks about that. And look at her. I mean, she too looks really good good jeans i'd like very good jeans i mean i would like to help her a little bit with her the way she carries herself but she's beautiful and i really wish she would wear some kind of other neckline but she's gorgeous did you happen to catch her christmas special no i haven't and I, it's funny because every time i come across i'm like i want to watch that but i can't right now mm. so i mean right. the, she's a songbird you know she's yeah. exquisite and and I think if we think about her as such, we will be more willing to sort of let down any preconceived notions we have about her and let her be who she is. First of all, she's also fun to watch in movies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you know, she's also a terrific actress. It's great to watch her. But I, I have had some issue personally watching her live. I've seen her live. And it's the way that she stands and it's her, um, it's the way that she sort of carries herself. It's probably my own thing. I might be the only one that even notices it or cares, but she's usually posed when she's singing. And during the Christmas special, she's posed throughout the entire special, you know. And so it's all about a neckline and a leg line and her gorgeous voice, which is truly gorgeous. Um, but she also had Jennifer Hudson and oh my God. Ariana Grande as well, which is a hit. Now they did a song together, a Christmas song together, which was really dynamic. All right. I'm going to uh, have to watch that because, and I have to watch that with Ileana because those are, those are three people I'm fans of anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a great song and you'll love the kicky beat that it has. Uh, so she was a highlight, you know, it was funny because I was talking to my sister previous to New Year's Eve. And, you know, of course, uh, in the background, Christmas, All I Want for Christmas came on. And so we, she just mentioned to me something like, you know, I, I'm not like a real fan, but that girl can sing that song. You know, it's like, it's this, it's, it's like the thing that nobody can disagree. Right. You know, and she wrote the damn song too. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't that. think she, I knew that. I she wrote that it. song. It's so funny because I think it just, I heard it so much. So whenever it comes on, I'm like, eh. I mean, it's sung beautifully, but I did hear a Michael B. 
Buble version of it. I was just going to say. Fell in love with it all over again. I was just going to say, listen he, to Michael Buble. Yeah. He took out, he, he simplified the song. He took out some of the vocal gymnastics and uh-huh. not that there's anything wrong with that. And God knows nobody can do what Mariah Carey can do. And it was nice to hear it soft and sung. I, I just really enjoyed it. I heard it for the first time about a week ago and I went, oh my gosh, I really like that. There's another version too. And I'm like racking my brain to remember who recorded it. I heard it a lot over the holiday and it was also very simple. Um, and it's a, I want to say like three leads up front. One of them is a, a woman. Oh, I feel like an idiot. I can't remember the name of this group, but there is. It's an- not pentatonics, is it? No, 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 no. That would not have been a simple version of the song either. And I think they do have a version, but this is another very, uh, you know, it basically the essence of the song is what's being presented rather than all of the, as you put it, you know, vocal uh, gymnastics, which, you know, makes her incredible singer, Mariah herself. Uh, But it basically they're singing the melody of the song and doing it really well. And which just proves that it's a beautiful it song yeah. because and, and a great song because the melody stands on mm-hmm. its own. It doesn't require all the things that Mariah was able to add to it personally to make it great. And that's what makes it um, a great, first of all, it's the number one Christmas single, best-selling Christmas single of all time. And she wrote it in 1994. Could it have been Little Big Town that mm-hmm. recorded it? But I don't want to dwell on it, right? It's not important. Not Lady like so, Anne's right? Yes. Yes. Lady yeah. Antebellum. Because I love them. Oh my gosh, I love them so yes. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's who it was. Yeah, it's a beautiful version mm-hmm. of the song. Again, very simple. So there was ABC, there was NBC. We talked a little bit about Fox. And then there was CNN with Anderson Cooper I and Andy Cohen. That. I missed that this year. Oh, yeah. I think that's where we probably spent the most time. Of course, for us, it, it was like, it was the place to go. So we spent a lot of time there. And then, uh, and then of course they went to Don Lemon and to uh, Brooke Baldwin and they were in Don Lemon's kitchen was, which was a real treat for me. Oh. I'd never been in Don Lemon's kitchen before. It looks like a very nice kitchen. Um, and he looks very handy in the kitchen. So I'll have kitchen envy. Uh, yes, you will. Although I do prefer to look at him dressed in a suit than like in a t-shirt and like a, a little wrap over the t-shirt, like a little sweatshirt kind of deal that he had on. I think, you know, he plays better in a shirt. That would be my personal opinion. Cause you know, he's so handsome. So handsome, he's so handsome. Did you mm-hmm. catch Dr. Elvis singing? I think that might've been on the Fox one. No, I did <gasps> not. Do you know who Dr. Elvis is? I was going to ask. Dr. Elvis is probably God's gift to the universe. He is an incredibly accomplished doctor, beyond gorgeous, has a voice like melted butter, and does a lot out there to bring joy through his song, through his voice, to bring joy to kids. But why is his name Dr. Elvis? I don't know. Is he funny? No, I think that's really his name. I really think that's his name. I I came across him. I learned of him from watching The Masked Singer. Oh, it sounds like I should be in the know. 
He sounds like I better, I better write down Dr. Elvis. He's pretty amazing. Oh my goodness. It reminds me though, that when you said Dr. Elvis, that there was also something happening in Las Vegas on New Year's Eve, some Las Vegas something, something. Oh yeah. Uh, we Actually, we watched some of that. Yeah. And they had show band, a show band. And the show band was a band at Zoe Bowie, whom with, I believe we worked uh, on a few of the La Jolla Playhouse galas. Really? Because I think through our, um, the very lovely Debbie Jacobs and her connection and fondness for uh, Zoe Bowie, we brought them in from Vegas and they did uh, at least one of the, of the events that I uh, produced with the theater, maybe two. Very interesting group, very, very well-known group, very well-established show band, probably one of the original show bands and, you know, the kind of group that can sing everything, deliver every, every beat, every, every feel, you know, so they make a great party band. And it looked to me that they were the feature band uh, during the show and they were really hitting on some vocals really well. You know, as a matter of fact, the person who probably takes the award for the most tragic part of the evening in any of the broadcasts is our friend Cindy Lauper, who, after singing True Colors, went into a song that I want to say is called Hope, seemed to be a new song. And, and it was, first of all, it started tragically because they didn't have the camera off her when she intended it to be preparing for the song. It was in between or after True Colors that she went into this. So she needed obviously a moment in between the two songs and had obviously given the instruction that the camera should come off her so that, that she could do what she needed mm -hmm. to do. And it was following her. So the poor, you know, poor, she had to kept, she had to keep saying, you know, I'm on camera, I'm on camera. Like she didn't want to be on camera. And so I, I think that really helped to spoil the moment, quite honestly, because oh, then too bad. I didn't hear her song. sing yeah. it, but I saw her. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it is too bad because she's a great lady and, yes. you know, a national treasure. And she wrote, a lot of people don't know, she wrote the show. Uh, uh, Kinky Boots. Kinky Boots. God, I'm going Kinky off on boots. myself. Kinky Boots, which was fabulous. Saw it twice. Uh, great score. A lot of fun. But she, I have to say, she has to take a, a, a home the, uh, that award of tragedy for that night. Um, it did seem that the broadcasts were focused on, uh, even, even ABC was focused on health care heroes, RN nurses and doctors, and they, and they invited those people to partake in the celebration and only those people. And they were, of course, segregated uh, on the street, you know, and, and barriered away from one another. And they interviewed them in between some of the segments. So it was really powerful to hear firsthand some of their stories being so cl close to the front lines of, you know, the pandemic. And it was great that they were featured because they have been the heroes. That's Nobody's true. really, nobody thinks about the fact that these people are not only working their regular shifts, but are going above and beyond taking care of those who are invalid now because of this devastating pandemic. Um, so there was a lot of focus there, which was truly, truly appreciated. And 
was truly, truly um, appropriate. Now, what's interesting was that NBC, after the escape from 2020s, which gets hands down my award, my if I had an award for the best for the best show title of all, you know, New Year's Eve programming for 2020, 2021, um, it was just very funny. But then Carson Daly produced and also hosted a show, uh, and it was NBC's New Year's Eve 2020. And interestingly enough, um, he it's advertised that his co-host is Juliana Howe, but she wasn't oh, in the really? broadcast. And it was actually uh, Amber Ruffin. And it was also very, um, they also had, by the way, uh, the DJ from the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, DJ Steven Twitch Boss, who mm -hmm. if you don't, I mean, just Google him if you don't know who Steven Twitch Boss is, the DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres show, because it's just eye candy. I mean, he's just so beautiful to watch. He's really, really engaging to watch. Anyway, he was there, but there was still this sort of, D'Angelo pointed it out, it just felt like Carson and Amber were hosting two different shows shows and that quite possibly they weren't in the same room doing it. Now, visually, it did appear they were in the same room. I mean, we could sort of tell when they're pulling one on us, but it did really look authentic that they were, you know, in the same shot. They were distanced, which doesn't help the uh, repartee, if you will, um, or the illusion of it even. And they apparently may, I don't know, maybe they don't know each other well. Maybe this is the first time they threw her in. She had to maybe, um, you know, really focus on the cards and what she was saying. A host of things come to mind, but it, to us, it sort of showed that there was, there was an issue. And we didn't know any of the backstory, by the way. We didn't know of Juliana Howe. We didn't do any research. We just tuned on, you know, uh, because 2020 for us was not what, what did you do, but what did you watch? Yes. That's the what question. Did you binge? What's, what, did right. you binge? what did you binge? Right. What did you, what did you watch? Uh, we, and we had a curfew in San Diego at 10, a, at 10 PM. So we really couldn't do anything, but sit home and watch. And uh, there were, there were, there was at least one notable exception of that, uh, that we do not condone. Uh, and we will talk about in a minute when we talk about a little, a lot of balada because I just want to bring this up. Um, but anyway, that happened on NBC, and it was really kind of interesting to see that, that they weren't really in sync with one another. It's, it's odd when you do this kind of work long enough, you can, you can feel those things. And I don't really believe the, the, the audience, the, the regular audience sees that. Most people don't. You know, It's not a focal point. They're not even caring. They, they're not even listening. Probably. Most of the time, so what the hosts are saying, they're just waiting for the music. Um, what was also interesting to us that on CNN, oh, NBC did advertise, again, in retrospect, I looked, that they were going to have the Google, the Google bleh, let me try that again. NBC did advertise that they were going to feature the Google, the Google, 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 this is funny. <laughs> I don't believe I'm having a hard time saying the Goo Goo Dolls. 
Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so uh, goodness, goodness gracious. D'Angelo's laughing. I know he's making a note. Keep in. So the Goo Goo Dolls, they were advertised to be a part of the NBC broadcast, but we actually saw them on CNN. But here's the thing. We also saw them when they opened for train two years ago in San Diego. And the song that the Goo Goo Dolls performed live on CNN was a recording of the show, the tour, basically, uh, that we saw a couple of years ago. So it it wasn't a you know it wasn't it was interesting having seen them live and knowing oh that's that show we saw them in front of that LED screen that had those visuals you know we we could tell uh, it was interesting that that was used wow. wow because because that's the new world that we live in and that is see that it's their pros and cons all up and down the board you know there are so many pros and cons the delivery is going to be faster and and more available right but um you know tricks will be played and sometimes it'll be called in and no one will know the difference maybe except a few those who don't really matter. And here's here's something I want to say about that too. So quickly, uh, side story, quick tangent. And this is to the point that sometimes opinions don't matter. <laughs> I recently, and I don't often do this, but American Airlines, and I'm uh, you know I'm a platinum member of American Airlines, the the airlines I fly. They set me an opportunity to win points by doing surveys. Well, I have tried to take three or four surveys in the last week, and they don't want my opinion because I don't fit the right profile. How could they not want because your opinion? Because on, on paper, I'm a white, middle-aged, almost senior man. So I get nixed out of a lot of opportunities to win points. Me too. I'm always entering into surveys for, you know, you could make this much money. I'm going to no, start long now. What's the, the operative word there? Could. <laughs> Could, yes. <laughs> so two other two other things about New Year's Eve that I found extremely delightful that I like to share with you, and maybe you caught them too, was um, so Chris Mann, mm -hmm. uh, and I believe that he came to fame on The Voice as a contestant. Well, for me, I, I saw him do a viral parody and you know i love my parodies <laughs> yes um, you do during covid <laughs> of adele's hello oh my uh, god but instead of hello from the outside he's hello from the inside and oh i saw that that's chris mann yes yeah. yes yeah funny right it was very funny, funny. Yeah. very well done very well produced and he didn't look so bad doing it either so <laughs> right so yeah. that's and the other one, um, and for goodness sake, because I've seen him so many times, I cannot remember his shtick, but Leslie Jordan, who, yeah. Yeah, who became very relevant again during COVID, 
um, for his sort of sly, because he's a sly one, that Leslie Jordan, that cute little sly way of his, uh, and uh, his his delivery is just exquisite. He's the kind of guy you just want to laugh, you want to hug while you're laughing yes. at him, you know? And a super uh, nice guy because he's performed many times in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And our good friend Cher has gotten to meet him. And he, he apparently is the nicest, wickedly nice well, guy. Well, have to talk to Cher then because I I did see one of those performances. I know he was at, at uh, the Martinis, I think, mm-hmm. once. But I saw mm-hmm. him at the North Park Theater. So it was a rather large space uh, and he filled it. He filled the North Park Theater. So I, I wanna say, I mean, listen, I say large. Uh, compared to a Broadway theater, large, but compared to theaters, to, I wanna say it's about 700, 800. That's large. Seats. It's, it's large. It's, when it's you're a trying lot. to build it, it's certainly large. It's absolutely. It's <laughs> absolutely large when you wanna fill it, exactly. <laughs> and he filled it for sure. Uh, it was really, really fun to see him. So it was good to know that people were watching him again. Uh, and for those of you who can't really make the connection of who we're talking about, he was, is also probably best known for his, uh, his appearances on Will and Grace as, uh, Leslie, what was his name? Yes. Um, not Leslie, Leslie. No. Uh, but it was like two film, female names, wasn't it? Leslie. Oh my gosh. Mm, somebody will have to, somebody will have to tell us what we're missing here. Somebody will have to, somebody will remember and they'll let us know. Um, yes. Uh, he's, he was a reoccurring foe or recurring foe of, uh, Karen Walker. Karen's, Karen Walker's right. Right. So it's good to see that he's, he's, you know, clutching hearts again, honestly. Uh, And that, oh, wait, before we move away from New Year's Eve and happy New Year's Eve again, everyone, there are a couple of things that I learned. Oh, yes. What did you learn? Okay. First of all, don't drink disinfectant, (laughs) which was, which was reiterated by the great Anderson Cooper. (sighs) See, you know, and all of his wisdom. Then we we need to listen more. The world needs to listen more to Anderson Cooper. We would be yes. much better off if we just followed his advice and tutelage. Yes, because this was one of his learnings. And so I just pass it along, honestly. Although I will, again, say that I did find that he also has a new CBD product that I've just come to learn about. And I just bought a bottle for my mama Aww. and thought she could use it. Um, and what I does this particular me- one do? What's it it's for chronic pain okay. and for and for helping uh, people sleep. But she has a chronic. She's got osteoporosis. I mean, she's eighty nine and she's never had great posture. So she's got a pain right in the bottom, you know, the middle of her back. And the doctors are just like, "Yeah, you're eighty nine. You have pain. What do you want me to do?" You know. So. I'm like, Ma, you want some CBD? I'll give it to you. You'll tell me how it works. If it works, well, I'll be your supplier. <laughs> the first one's free, I mean, Ma. Right, right. I've given her CBD before, but this is an oil-based one. So yeah. Plus, I think it could maybe work for my pop, who yeah. um, 
you know, he, he, you know, I have this quality, it's called impatience. And it's no. not a very pleasant quality to be around, especially no. if you're in no mood for people who are in no mood for your impatience. <laughs> so he gets a little cranky, you know? So, uh, so, and it's funny because, you know, we could be sitting there with him or my sister, God bless her, who has a ton of other things to do and, you know, takes care of the family. She is a great lady. She is a great, a great sister. lady. She's a great, She's a great, great lady. lady, you know, who's sitting there with him, probably with a ton of other things she really could be doing, not complaining at all. And there he is with really nothing to do, um, complaining, you know, and it's his appointment. So it's really funny. Um, I'm going to be using this part for our, our class on Saturday okay, with Susanna Spees, because what some of you may not remember is that we had Susanna on just at Christmas time. And we, uh, she talked about her program, which is starting on Saturday and is a five week program, uh, which is a, a, a workshop in, in standup. So Alex and I signed up and we're going to take our standup class and see if, uh, you know, hey, we could, uh, I don't know. Be I don't funny. know what we're gonna do for it. We'll see if we could be funny. I have to I, tell we'll you, see. I keep coming up with great material in the middle of the night when I'm finally asleep and then I don't wake up enough to write it down and then in the morning. So you need to start I, writing that. I you know. need to start writing that that balderdash down. <laughs> that that bullcocky down. That bull you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so here's something else. 2021 is the 50th birthday of Pebbles cereal, I've come to learn. Now, does that Thank make God it's older than me. Thank God. <laughs> Thanks wow. God. Yeah, 50, 50, 50. Now, I, I cannot uh, ascribe to being younger than 50, so I will just own it that... Um, it makes me feel old. But what was fun is they featured a lot of the Flintstones uh, in the announcement of that. And I want to say it was, ooh, I, I don't want to be wrong, but I want to say it was a CNN thing that they did, that they announced it. Um, but it was really, it was great to see the Flintstones, you know, because I, I grew up with them being a man of a certain age, obviously older than you. And so they were, you know, <laughs> thank you for that, my yeah. friend, you know, you know, you know how the kids say like, um, uh, Peppa the pig. Yes. Yeah. You know, for us, it, for me, it was the fun. Bam, bam and, mm -hmm. and, yeah. uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so interestingly enough, now, as we sit at the beginning of January and normally slow time for those in the event industry, normally it's this week. Uh, when people are recuperating from having stretched themselves so thin on New Year's Eve uh, to make as much income as possible. Uh, they're resting now. And then normally we would be going into what is called the special event show, which mm -hmm. is normally would have normally been around this time or a week or two later. And we as a company have been involved in that many, many years, mm -hmm. but that has now since been sold to Cater Source and will actually happen later on in the year. So nothing is happening right now, except we have yes. an, an inauguration. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. 
And smile on my face. Oh, it's gonna be fabulous. This is a tremendous week. And all that has been happening and continues to happen uh, does not, does, does not, not besmirch. <laughs> Besmirch because I couldn't come up with a better word. The besmirch fact. is a great word. Thank you, but it's I'm Don't using. Don't knock it. the besmirch. It's a great word, but like the great Reverend Al Sharpton, I am about to use it incorrectly. Okay. Do not besmirch the office. Oh, I guess I'm not. If I do it this way, of the president and the inauguration itself. Right. And so, no matter what he does, what happens that will happen, this inauguration is scheduled to happen. However, it will be, can you guess? A virtual. Virtual. Like everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, how much do I love that? Tell me. I, tell I me. love it. I do, I love it a lot because it shows a great respect and reverence, and maybe reverence isn't the right word, but it feels right to me for what is happening in our world? It's more about being responsible and doing the inauguration responsibly out of respect mm -hmm. than it is about the fanfare for someone's ego. Yeah. And you know what? So spot on to that point, um, they're actually the, the planning committee and there is an inauguration planning committee uh, has actually put out uh, an invitation to participate in a number of activities that will be part of this virtual celebration. One is going to happen uh, on the 19th of January at 5.30 Eastern time, 2.30 Pacific. And it's basically an invitation to all the cities and towns around the country to join DC, Washington DC, in illuminating buildings and ringing church bells now, um, it, in a moment of unity and, and remembrance for those who have passed from COVID-19, which is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gesture. Amazing. I do wish it was a bit later because at 2.30 in the afternoon, even on a January afternoon, it's unlikely that lighting the buildings here in San Diego will have much of an impact. But right. surely our church bells, we have many on the great mission, San Diego mission, de Alcala being one of them. So I intend to actually send this uh, through my little birdie messengers to see if I can't get them, if they don't already know about this initiative to partake. Uh, I would assume they do know, but I think it's a beautiful thing to ask everyone to partake in that. And I, I am sure that had this been a different uh, inauguration for a different candidate that would not have been part of it. I love that. How beautiful would that be? Just yeah. to stand outside yeah. and hear all the bells. So let's just make sure it happens, kiddo. Okay. So let's hey, share it with our, our community. And it's it's the 19th. It's a couple of couple of days away, not too far away. Uh, and it's something definitely to look forward to. Definitely. Um, also, something else that's part of this year's inauguration is, I don't believe this is a new feature, but it just comes, it's, for me, it's, it's uh, something that has come to light 
now, I, I wasn't aware of it before, is a National Day of Service. And it's going to be on Monday the 18th, so the day prior. Um, and this will be hosted by the inaugural committee. And it's just basically a National Day of Service. Uh, and what they're asking people to do is to come up with ways to service uh, the, the agencies, the organizations, the people in their community. They have um, a focus on those who have been impacted by COVID-19. So helping those who have been impacted by COVID-19 or those uh, who um, suffer poverty, hunger, racial injustice, homelessness, mental health issues, and educational disparities, that that be the focus of um, the service. But it's basically an invitation to all Americans to partake in some way in a, in a day of service, whatever that, that looks like. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you can actually sign up for that day of service and read more about it. Um, and I, be and uh, I believe you can do so by just looking up the inaugural committee's website, the president, presidential inaugural committee or PIC website. Uh, um, so it just sounds like it's going to be really tremendous and that some great things are planned. And uh, I'm sure, oh, one of the other things I wanted to announce, and this is a little exciting for us, we'll see if we can get off the ground because this is happening in a few weeks, but they're inviting participants to partake in a virtual parade. So they did really? one at the, yeah. So I was like, a virtual parade, what's a virtual parade? right? So new term. So uh, we saw one basically um, at the DNC, the National Convention back in the summer. Uh, and it was a roll call of nations, basically. And it's basically the, um, shouldn't use the word basically, it's the, <laughs> it's the um, format through which each state announces their delegates the votes mm -hmm. for the delegates, for the Democratic delegates, how many uh, Bernie Sanders got and how many Joe Biden got. And all of them were videoed and all of them were like 20 to 30 seconds long. And they all had a uh, you know, little information about the state uh, and um, what the state is known for and, who, and what the state represents. And then they announced their votes. Um, so it felt a bit like a parade, but it was all virtual. And so they're doing something like that again for the inauguration. And they're looking for similar kinds of statements, if you will, with a focus on safety and uh, I believe justice. Uh, and I think community, I would imagine, being that it's the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And um, and also, if there's any way to maybe focus on resilience or resiliency. And so uh, I'm working with our friends, Nicole Matthews and Marissa Calderon. And I think amazing I've mentioned women. this to you before. Amazing women in their own right, each of them. And to, the three of us are going to uh, bring us to a few people here with a concept that we believe could work. And uh, it's going to be a very interesting, so this will actually be part of the, the January 20th uh, presentation when the president 
and vice president, excuse me, when the president elect and vice president elect mm -hmm. are sworn in. That's awesome. How fun um, and exciting. Yeah, it really is. I love the inclusion. And what I was going to say is that I'm sure that there will be, a, a, it'll be a very inclusive event and program the entire three days. And of course, that's what we would aim to do here in San Diego as well. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think nothing warms my heart more as an American as seeing the same sentiment expressed from a myriad of people with who have a myriad of backgrounds, mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, love of country for me, you know, right. that we can all coexist in this place and, and work to make it something that no other nation can be. We have the facility to do that and yes, we should we be embracing all of the diversity I can't get into it because you know what I'll just say. If everybody wanted the same thing, we'd That's spend right. our whole lives waiting in line. Exactly and they right. would run out, exactly right? right. I mean, exactly right. Let's be logical about we it. Know, you know, they say you tell a lot about a country by how they treat their impoverished, by how they treat their, you know, the people in, in need. And we have no excuse in this country. We have no excuse. And if we all just treated everybody what's do you want to others if we just all lived that philosophy mm -hmm. you know we can have our differences of opinion and our different views that's fine but if we just treated everybody the way we want to be treated so much would be solved and that's my humble opinion yes and i think i would just like to add to that as somebody who has also traveled around the world there is an appreciation that is lacked for what we have here in America and even the poorest among us. And I am not by any means saying that there is an equality that exists financially here, but the poorest among us have it better than people in other countries who are considered the poor of those countries. They have no access to services. They have no lifelines. Now, I am not saying the lifelines are easy to get. I am not saying that they're in plentitude and they're, you know, ample, but having experienced what other nations do about the poorest among them, I think we need to look at what we have a little differently. And you know what? Maybe that would solve some of the problem. If it didn't seems so much like a right as it did a, a you know a gift you know something to be grateful for and appreciative for but not to depend on you know i think that's sort of where maybe there's an issue maybe but that's not for us to talk about let's talk about what's coming this year since it's the beginning of the new year and it's 2021 and we are going to have some great guests. Uh, we we're we're going to have uh, from Empire, formerly Empire Events, now an access destination management office in New York. My good friend and a good friend of the industry. We're going to have Jacqueline Bernstein. Very funny uh, lady. The one and only, absolutely. 
And uh, we are going to have uh, Susie Griffiths, one of our incredible SAG members, SAG actors, uh, who is known for doing something very specialized, and I'm not going to give that away. And our friend Chino Nunez, Yay. a gra Grammy nominated, <laughs> uh, Latin, I believe Latin Grammy winning mm -hmm. percussionist and, and producer. And nice and, guy. Oh, salt of the earth. Yeah. I mean, the most talented man and uh, just working with him. And, and you know what? We have clip of that, D'Angelo. We have clip. We should show some clip of that at some point because the man is amazing. And the, the, the yeah. Um, so we're going to have them. Uh, we're also going to have the, the father, the, the, maybe now the grandfather of, of what is now the standardization of the event industry in a curriculum, uh, Dr. Joe Jeff Goldblatt, who wrote the first curriculum for George Washington University and has written many books and now teaches in Scotland. Let's be real here. I met Dr. Joe, I uh, came up in this industry in the 80s when there was no curriculum. And then he came along and standardized the way in which you create and develop an event and, and the parameters under which you should develop an event because under the auspices, under the idea that every event has a goal and an objective, that that no event, not not it be a wedding, uh, you know, a corporate awards gala, nothing is is presented without purpose, without a reason, without something that the host or the the funder wants to get in return. It's with that in mind. But of course, there's much more to the curriculum and the ways in which that you use basic tools to develop creative ideas in the event world and to make sure that you're doing it in the appropriate way. There was also, at the time, there was no uh, encyclopedia of event terms. And wow. so that was also developed. Uh, and now, of course, there's many, many certifications. Uh, you know, if you're in the special event world, then you're a CSEP. Uh, you might also be a certified meeting planner, a CMP, uh, or I believe it might be meeting professional. Uh, you might also be uh, an exhibitor or an exhibit planner that is certified for exhibits. I mean, there's so many certifications that have come about. But his is a, um, an academic program that was built at George Washington University. And so I met him, but at the same time, I was also teaching and asked to write a course of my own at, at, at USD. And so having read a lot of his teachings, I used a lot of them in how we build our entertainment platforms for events. And they're very useful tools because again, they focus on the, the reason, the goal, the objective, and then a host of other things that you must focus on when you're building an event in the live event world or the virtual event world. So it's very, very, and still very relevant because again, it's the tool, you know? It's the, it's the if you will, the, the um, in, in, in the uh, the training or or the foundation 
so that you can then, because a lot of people will enter this world of events and, and I am as guilty as the next thinking, I, I'm not that creative. I, I don't really, creativity is not my strong point. Creativity is, solve, is solving problems. It's simply problem solving. And if you think about it in those terms, then um, you are creative and all of us are creative. And anyone who can create, solve a problem in a way that is effective, is maybe perhaps unnoticed, um, is creative. And so this just helps you to build on that. I've, went on, awesome. I've gone on too far too long about that. I'm excited so, to meet him because I have not met him. So I'm excited to meet him. Yeah, he's great. He is a great guy. And uh, one more thing about him. He recently brought, recently, maybe five years ago, brought his students from Scotland on a trip to San Diego uh, and we had a chance to uh, liaise with him and his students and talk with them uh, because we've now, you know, we know each other a little well, uh, a bit better. So I was invited to talk with the students. And I do hope that someday I'll get invited to go to Scotland and maybe even speak to his students there. Oh, wouldn't that be exciting? Yes, I know. Who cares? I care. I that's okay. And I'll just, so you know, I'll, I'll like compact myself in your suitcase. You'll never know I'm there. Never. You know who never. else? You know who else will want to go? Who? Sandra. Us. Yes, she will. I uh, figured that's what you were going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sandra. She could be our own. Uh, uh, she could be our tour guide. She could. Sandra pays our bills in our office and Sandra is Scottish. And uh, she's unfortunately had to delay trips to Scotland because of COVID and other assorted reasons in the past. But she would jump on that wagon too, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So we'll just, you know, pray for the best and see what happens. And in the meantime, we have all of that to look forward to, plus so much more. It's yeah. just the beginning of the year. This is our 12th. Our 12th episode, actually. Wait, time uh, flies. Yeah, so in order to get started, we did a lot of pre-recording in 2020 and situated and laid out the episodes uh, in, in such a manner to make them work. But now we are going to be doing these weekly. And so we are hoping that if you're listening, if you're still with us, uh, and especially if you're in the event industry and you have any questions that you pause them to us because we are going to be tackling some of those questions. We would love to tackle them with you. We'd love yes. them to be your questions. And uh, we're going to reach out to you, whether you're an artist who's listening or a planner who's listening, uh, because we want to get your, your questions. We want to know what you're thinking, what you're concerned about and what you're thinking about, or as I, I love my clients who will ask, what keeps you awake at night? That's what we wanna know so that we can maybe dissect it, help you get to an answer if we can't get you one ourselves and sort of tackle this whole uh, you know, pandemic sequel, because we're still in it, but it kind of feels like it's changed, I don't know. We'll just call it the continuation. Pandemic uh, 2.1. Yeah, until we're out of it. Um, uh, so that's the story that we have here. That's all we have. And uh, all I can say is that uh, this is Anthony Bellotta. 
and with my cohort, uh, Miss Alex Apostolides. Alex, just give them a farewell, like a, a happy New York a year send off, something Greek maybe, I don't know, throw a plate. Throw a plate. Well, yeah, I can do. I've got. Well, it's yeah. I've got to come over because I got this bonacopia down in the freezer. I've got plates that are ready to be broken. Right. And, uh, and we'll be and we'll be breaking your plates. Yes. If you. it were Christmas, I would say kala uh, Christina. But uh, for New Year's, I have to figure out what that is. But Happy New Year's. Here is to a healthy, happy, prosperous New Year's where we can all be together. Because I'm going to tell you something. Once I'm able to. If I see you, whether I know you or not, I'm going to be hugging everybody. So just prepare for it because I miss hugging people. All right. Duly noted. You've been warned. <laughs> You've the been hugger, warned. The hug is coming. <laughs> hugga, I'm tired hugga, of hugging. Hugga, hugga, hugga. And with that, we will say, who cares? Bye-bye. <laughs>